Welcome to Immerse Prophets, reading for week 11, day 52. Immersed in Ezekiel The prophecies of Ezekiel, like those of Jeremiah, revolve around the Babylonian threat to Judah, which culminated in the destruction of Jerusalem. But unlike Jeremiah, Ezekiel was not in Jerusalem. Instead, as he tells us, he was in the land of Babylonia, living in a colony of Judean exiles in Tel Abib, beside the Kibar River. In 597 BC, the Babylonians forced Judah to become a vassal state. They took King Jehoiakim and many of the nation's elites into exile as hostages. Ezekiel was from a priestly family, so he was among these earlier exiles. Because he saw the world through the eyes of a priest associated with the temple, he was concerned with issues of purity and holiness, and especially with God's presence or absence. The people of Judah wrongly assumed that the exiles wouldn't stay in Babylon for very long. So God sent messages to the residents of Judah and Jerusalem through Jeremiah, and to the exiles in Babylonia through Ezekiel. The messages of both prophets make it clear that this time of judgment is the one God had long promised was coming. Ezekiel confirms that God was going to continue to judge Judah for its idolatry and oppression of the powerless. These practices were corrupting the kingdom from top to bottom. Everyone from the political and religious leaders to the common people were ignoring God's instructions. Ezekiel is particularly emphatic about the failure of Israel's leaders to guide the people in keeping God's covenant. As a result, Israel is unclean, and God is going to remove His presence from the land. God used some extraordinary means to demonstrate that He was speaking through Ezekiel. For example, just before the destruction of Jerusalem, he took away Ezekiel's ability to speak except on occasions when he received a message from God. But then, just before news of the city's destruction reached the exiles, Ezekiel was able to speak freely once again. Ezekiel sometimes engaged in symbolic actions to illustrate what his prophecies meant. For example, God told him to dig a hole through a wall and go through it with a pack, showing how King Zedekiah would soon try to flee from Jerusalem. God also gave Ezekiel remarkable powers of literary expression. His prophecies contain parables, stories with a symbolic meaning, and memorable poetic images such as a vine, an eagle, a lion, and two sisters. Despite all this, the Judeans in exile wouldn't listen to Ezekiel any more than those in Jerusalem listened to Jeremiah. But the time had come for all the prophecies against Judah to be fulfilled. One of Ezekiel's most desolate visions was of the Lord's glory and presence leaving the temple. This provides further confirmation of what Jeremiah was saying. No longer could anyone promise safety in Jerusalem because the Lord's temple was there. God had left, and there was no more protection against the invasion. 
This judgment was disorienting for God's people. But it was a necessary first step toward the bigger goal, the reorientation of the people to a new future with God. Overall, the book of Ezekiel follows the same threefold pattern as the earlier and much shorter book of Zephaniah. Oracles of Judgment Against Israel, Oracles of Judgment Against Other Nations, and Promises of Israel's Restoration. Again, like Jeremiah, Ezekiel was granted visions of the restoration of God's people. His visions of Israel's coming renewal are some of the most memorable in the prophets. Since Israel's shepherds, leaders, have destroyed their own people, God Himself will come and be their good shepherd, leading, protecting, and feeding them. The Lord also makes the amazing promise that He will transform His people from the inside out. I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. While in exile, Israel is like a valley of old, dry bones. But the Creator of life will revive His people and bring them back home. The book closes with a lengthy vision of a new temple in a restored Jerusalem. A river will flow from this temple, like the rivers in the Garden of Eden, and life will flourish wherever it goes. When all things, leaders, people, hearts, and land are healed, then God Himself will once again come to live there among them. The Prophet Ezekiel On July 31st of my 30th year, while I was with the Judean exiles beside the Kibar River in Babylon, the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. This happened during the fifth year of King Jehoiakim's captivity. The Lord gave this message to Ezekiel, son of Buzai, a priest, beside the Kibar River in the land of the Babylonians, and he felt the hand of the Lord take hold of him. As I looked, I saw a great storm coming from the north, driving before it a huge cloud that flashed with lightning and shone with brilliant light. There was fire inside the cloud, and in the middle of the fire glowed something like gleaming amber. From the center of the cloud came four living beings that looked human, except that each had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight, and their feet had hooves like those of a calf, and shone like burnished bronze. Under each of their four wings I could see human hands. So each of the four beings had four faces and four wings. The wings of each living being touched the wings of the beings beside it. Each one moved straight forward in any direction without turning around. Each had a human face in the front, the face of a lion on the right side, the face of an ox on the left side, and the face of an eagle at the back. Each had two pairs of outstretched wings. One pair stretched out to touch the wings of the living beings on either side of it, and the other pair covered its body. 
They went in whatever direction the Spirit chose, and they moved straight forward in any direction without turning around. The living beings looked like bright coals of fire or brilliant torches, and lightning seemed to flash back and forth among them. And the living beings darted to and fro like flashes of lightning. As I looked at these beings, I saw four wheels touching the ground beside them, one wheel belonging to each. The wheels sparkled as if made of beryl. All four wheels looked alike and were made the same. Each wheel had a second wheel turning crosswise within it. The beings could move in any of the four directions they faced, without turning as they moved. The rims of the four wheels were tall and frightening, and they were covered with eyes all around. When the living beings moved, the wheels moved with them. When they flew upward, the wheels went up too. The spirit of the living beings was in the wheels. So wherever the spirit went, the wheels and the living beings also went. When the beings moved, the wheels moved. When the beings stopped, the wheels stopped. When the beings flew upward, the wheels rose up, for the spirit of the living beings was in the wheels. Spread out above them was a surface like the sky, glittering like crystal. Beneath this surface, the wings of each living being stretched out to touch the other's wings, and each had two wings covering its body. As they flew, their wings sounded to me like waves crashing against the shore, or like the voice of the Almighty, or like the shouting of a mighty army. When they stopped, they let down their wings. As they stood with wings lowered, a voice spoke from beyond the crystal surface above them. Above this surface was something that looked like a throne made of blue lapis lazuli. And on this throne high above was a figure whose appearance resembled a man. From what appeared to be his waist up, he looked like gleaming amber, flickering like a fire. And from his waist down, he looked like a burning flame, shining with splendor. All around him was a glowing halo, like a rainbow shining in the clouds on a rainy day. This is what the glory of the Lord looked like to me. When I saw it, I fell face down on the ground, and I heard someone's voice speaking to me. Stand up, son of man, said the voice. I want to speak with you. The Spirit came into me as he spoke, and he set me on my feet. I listened carefully to his words. Son of man, he said, I am sending you to the nation of Israel, a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have been rebelling against me to this very day. They are a stubborn and hard-hearted people. But I am sending you to say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. And whether they listen or refuse to listen, for remember they are rebels. At least they will know they have had a prophet among them. Son of man, do not fear them or their words. Don't be afraid even though their threats surround you like nettles and briars and stinging scorpions. Do not be dismayed by their dark scowls, even though they are rebels. 
You must give them my messages whether they listen or not. But they won't listen, for they are completely rebellious. Son of man, listen to what I say to you. Do not join them in their rebellion. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. Then I looked and saw a hand reaching out to me. It held a scroll which he unrolled, and I saw that both sides were covered with funeral songs, words of sorrow, and pronouncements of doom. The voice said to me, Son of man, eat what I am giving you. Eat this scroll. Then go and give its message to the people of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he fed me the scroll. Fill your stomach with this, he said. And when I ate it, it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. Then he said, Son of man, go to the people of Israel and give them my messages. I am not sending you to a foreign people whose language you cannot understand. No, I am not sending you to people with strange and difficult speech. If I did, they would listen. But the people of Israel won't listen to you any more than they listen to me. For the whole lot of them are hard-hearted and stubborn. But look, I have made you as obstinate and hard-hearted as they are. I have made your forehead as hard as the hardest rock. So don't be afraid of them or fear their angry looks, even though they are rebels. Then he added, Son of man, let all my words sink deep into your own heart first. Listen to them carefully for yourself. Then go to your people in exile and say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Do this whether they listen to you or not. Then the Spirit lifted me up, and I heard a loud rumbling sound behind me. May the glory of the Lord be praised in His place. It was the sound of the wings of the living beings as they brushed against each other and the rumbling of their wheels beneath them. The Spirit lifted me up and took me away. I went in bitterness and turmoil, but the Lord's hold on me was strong. Then I came to the colony of Judean exiles in Tel Abib, beside the Kibar River. I was overwhelmed and sat among them for seven days. This concludes today's Immerse Reading Experience. Thank you for joining us.